This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for Animal Training and Behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify, and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenpryoracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425. Trainers sometimes say, we actually had this question for them. Trainers sometimes say, uh, click for behavior reinforce uh, for position. What is meant by that, um, by that sort of general rule? How do people misinterpret it? How should it be interpreted? Yeah, good question. Okay, sure, why not? Karen. Well, I hate the idea of reinforcing behavior with the food. In other words, I can see using the food as place to reset the animal, to put the animal somewhere else. Here, I'm going to give you your food over there. So you have to, that helps me. It doesn't teach the animal anything except chase food. He goes over there, and then he's over there, and I need him to be away so he can come back and do his thing here a little more attentively than if he were just sitting here and doing it. But the idea that the click tells the animal it did something right and the food tells the animal that it's doing something right is dangerous. I think it slovenly worries me because the food connection is more Pavlovian and first of all, that means it's more fragile. If you're, if you're really trying to teach it to stay in that position, you have to feed it a million times. You only have to click it once. I, I, it bothers me a lot. It, it, I, I can see to put the, use the food for positioning the dog, but not to teach it, oh, this is a good position, because it'll come back to haunt you. I don't know, maybe it's very, just very old-fashioned, but, 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 but I would rather so, the so, food so the, was no message in the food. The food is the so food, the, but so no the, message in it. So the interpretation, if people are interpreting that as uh, click for a behavior, but treat for a particular position, that's a misinterpretation yeah. of yeah. that yeah. rule. Yes. Yes, I, I think I questioned that because I was being told it was feed in position. Yes. And I said, that's not right. I, I do a lot of thrown food. Um, especially if I'm teaching something like a sit, I'm practicing the activity of doing a sit. I'm not practicing the activity of staying in a sit. So I don't ever click. I click for the sit, but the dog stands up to get the piece of food, or I might throw the food, because I want to reset the dog to do the behavior again from the beginning. And that's probably 99% of my food is out of position. So my position is, in, you know, is engineered to set the dog up to start the behavior again. It's not reinforcing what the behavior has already happened. So that's very that's consistent with what Karen just said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, there is. I'm thinking now of. I'm looking at Eva and Emily right in front of me and thinking of throwing the reinforcer way out in front, so the animal is always looking out in front. That's fine with me. By the time he gets out there, he's forgotten what happened back here. The fact that the food is out there is good information. I don't think that's quite what I'm worried well, about. Um, yeah, I mean, um, one of the... <laughs> Hang on, we'll keep going. On. Uh, we use the location of the food becomes a cue. Yes. So if my dog is moving this foot and I put the food over here, yes, he'll know that that is the exercise he's working on because of the regular placement of the food. Um, if I'm teaching a dog a heel position, I don't want the dog to sit in the heel position and then relax because they get a piece of food. 
they sit in the heel position, you click, and I'll throw the food forwards because that's the direction I want the energy to be focused on when I'm doing heel work. So I find if you keep feeding the dog in the sit, the dog's going to sit and sag. Yeah. <laughs> now, if he's going to do a retrieve, you don't want to... S- oh, I've got to get up my arse. Oh, off we go again. So to me, the food reflects the energy of the behavior, and the placement sets the dog up to do the behavior again. Um, we nickname the um, click and feed as click and shove training. <laughs> I've rarely seen Ken, so I kind of like... I he's know. almost got his... Yeah. Almost got his oh. like, well, you know, I guess, I guess here's, here's, here's my problem. And... and I guess any time I hear somebody say, this is the way to do it, I cringe. Because there are at least three ways that I tend to use placement of reinforcement that differs entirely upon a number of factors. There are times when if I teach an animal to go into a kennel and I need them to stay in that kennel, and I don't want them to come out of it, then I will reinforce them in the kennel because that's where I want them to stay. Mm -hmm. If, on the other hand, what I want them to do is to continually repeat a behavior frequently because I'm working on a task like some of the modifier cue work or the mimicry work that some of you saw me do, well, then I absolutely want to reinforce them in a different location so that they're set up to repeat the behavior. Then there are other times, especially in zoological settings, when you're working with seven or ten animals at once, that what's most important is that you not set them up to compete with each other for food. And so don't feed them in position and don't feed them uh, for repetition. You actually make them go back to a predetermined location for reinforcement so that they are not competing with the other animals. I think all three of those are vastly different ways of positioning your food, but they're all correct in different circumstances. But, but in none of them are you exactly using the food as the information. The food is the reinforcer for being over there. So, yeah, and that's the big point here. People shouldn't interpret it as the food being the learning vehicle. Well, and I'm going to say that there are times when you can adversely affect the flow of your training by thinking that life is a Skinner box and that they have to collect from a certain place or position. You can increase your rate of reinforcement if your delivery is close to where the activity is, like you are when you're in the crate, things like that. Um, and Pavlovian conditioning, classical conditioning, um, is not without its risk, but I actually will cheat and use it. And we'll call it a cheat, I'll tell you, because very often, um, I find that classical conditioning is very, very powerful. You know, when Pavlov's dogs heard the bell, they didn't think, hark, I hear Jan Bell. I think I'll drool now. (laughs) They had no choice on it. So when I'm looking for something that has a conditioned emotional uh, uh, response with it, I will take advantage of the power of classical conditioning, and I will feed wherever things are when I need it, where I need it. Yeah. Ditto. (laughs) <laughs> and I wouldn't call it a cheat. I agree with that. It's not a cheat. Yeah, I think everybody agrees with that. Yeah? No, everybody? Okay. Cool. I, I, I don't know. Oh, hey, Zeus. Yeah, he's mumbling. He's mumbling. Uh, <laughs> something's coming. The, something's oh, coming. The, no, I, I find it puzzling that Karen says that the food has no information. I think that everything has information. Mm-hmm. That I find it puzzling that Karen says the food is not inform- uh, doesn't carry information. Not key information. Eh? Not the key information. The key, okay. But uh, to me, everybody, everything that you do in training matters. 
everything. It's a continuous process and all of that, and everything has information. What the dog does is that he always tries to find the most reliable information. And if the most reliable information is food, that's the information. If the most reliable information is the click, then that's the click. If the most reliable information is your eyes, then it's your eyes. Good point. <laughs> yeah, well, that's very pithy. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how that related to the question, but I got it. Okay. It was really relevant. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, click for behavior and report for position. Okay. All right. This KPCT podcast sponsored by Karen Pryor Academy for Animal Training and Behavior. Get the details on our professional dog trainers program. We develop, certify, and support excellent teachers and trainers. Visit www.karenpryoracademy.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425.